Hi, everyone. As you may have realized from the title of the episode, we're going to be talking about trauma in the chakras. This can be a very sensitive topic, and I wanted you to know right up front so you can make the best decision for you about listening to these episodes. They will not be graphic or specific, but if you think it'll cause you harm to listen, please don't. Your emotional and mental health is really important. Take care of it. Hello, my name is Sarah and I am your chakra coach. On this podcast, we'll be exploring how the chakra system can guide you to grow your emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual wellness, leading you closer to your highest self. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. I hope you are well. I'm doing great, and I'm especially excited and grateful this week because we had two new people join the Patreon page. I want to personally thank and welcome Cindy and Glenda to the community. You are making a huge difference to me and in the world, and I could not be more appreciative. I hope you enjoy all the extra meditations and videos and things that are available to you on the Your Chakra Coach Patreon page. So thank you. Before we get to solar plexus trauma today, I wanted to share that I've gotten some feedback on the last few episodes that the work here is harder than you maybe expected, that opening yourself up to some of these hard questions and ideas has been really uncomfortable. And I think that's to be expected. If we experience chakra trauma or any trauma, especially as children, but really at any time, healing from it can be very challenging. It doesn't have to be, but it can. It can be very challenging. For some people, there's a a light bulb moment where they're able to understand something that has always escaped them, and it's instantaneously life-changing. For others, it's a process of changing our current thoughts around the past, even when those thoughts are somewhat unconscious. I've said before that a belief is just a thought that we get really good at thinking, Lots of people say that. It isn't just me, and it's true. Things that we believe with all of our being to be true might just be our thoughts on the subject. Technically, just our opinions on things that happened to us or around us. And your opinion isn't necessarily wrong, but in some cases, it is changeable. The issue, of course, is that whether purpose or not, we consider our thoughts and beliefs to be absolute fact, absolute truth, when it's possible that they're not. And changing this takes time. It takes noticing the thought or belief, deciding if you want to change it, and practice changing it every day, maybe multiple times a day, until the new thought is something we're really good at believing. And this is hard. People spend years in therapy working on this or in chakra coaching, but it is doable. So 
for everyone who has reached out. And for those of you who haven't reached out, but have those kinds of feelings, you're not alone. We are all working through these things together, individually, but together, if that kind of makes sense. And we will simply have to give ourselves time and space to heal and get comfortable being uncomfortable in that space, getting professional help when it's needed. One thing on my own journey that has been really helpful is actively acknowledging that I don't know what others are going through, not just as an intellectual exercise, but really deepening my awareness around that. There's an amazing term, sonder. It's defined as the realization that each random passerby has a life as vivid and complex as your own. It's a little different from empathy, which is more about understanding others' feelings. This is more the deep realization that the path that brought another person to where we both are now may have been profoundly different than my own and that I will never fully understand it. And that's okay. It doesn't diminish either one of our paths. And in fact, it might even enrich our moment together. Really working to remember that has helped me offer others compassion, but offering myself compassion as well, because it opened me to the possibility that I don't know everything I think I do about my past and the moments in it. And it allows me to be willing to change my beliefs about those moments, those interactions that shaped me. Chakra trauma healing is a lot about reframing our current beliefs around past events. I talked in the Root Chakra Q&A episode about how we can't make the past go away and fighting the reality of it only causes more trauma. So what we're trying to do is simply reframe our current thoughts, our current beliefs around what happened in the past so that we can heal for the future. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious lolly Focus Pops or lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Today we're talking about the solar plexus chakra and the beliefs that can form around ourselves and our abilities when there is damage or injury here. We'll start again with a basic rundown of the chakra. It's located above your navel, right at the solar plexus. You may feel it between the lower part of your ribs where the left and right sides separate. It governs digestion and your adrenal glands. The primary responsibility of the solar plexus chakra is individuation, autonomy, the idea that we have the right to act in our own best interest and to go after what we want, the, the proverbial pursuit of happiness. When this chakra is balanced and supported by balanced chakras below it, 
the root and sacral chakras, we feel confident in our self-worth. We believe in our right to make decisions for ourselves, and we feel powerful to make changes in our lives. Let's talk about the kinds of trauma that can happen in the solar plexus chakra and how that might show itself in your life. Since the solar plexus chakra is responsible for autonomy or our authority over ourselves, it might make sense that outside authority as we're growing up, especially as two to four-year-olds, would impact that energy center. In child development, that's the age where children start to think of themselves as separate people from their parents. <laughs> I hear parents joke that they, they spend the first two years of a child's life teaching them to walk and talk, and the rest of it telling them to sit down and shut up. Now, I know they're joking, but to some children, that's exactly what happens. It's, it's the idea that children should be seen and not heard. Just as a child reaches the age where they start to explore what it means to be an individual, they're told not to be an individual, not to do things they want to do. And obviously, a parent has the responsibility to keep a child safe, but ideally there would be a safe place to explore making decisions and learning how the consequences of those decisions work. Unfortunately, a lot of the time, that isn't how it works. You can be raised in a strict authoritarian house where the rules are a hard line that must never be crossed or the punishment is severe. Or where the punishment is severe, but the lines where the rules are is unclear, so making choices of any kind feels dangerous. Even when people aren't intending to have a rigid household, it's hard to escape the history of women being submissive to men, or boy children being encouraged to explore while the girls are expected to follow the rules to the letter. A completely different set of rules in a lot of cases. A very strict religious household can require giving up questions and independent thinking, the idea being that one way is the right way and even asking why is worthy of punishment. Even when this is done with good intentions, and yes, some people raise their children like this because they genuinely believe it will make their children stronger or more worthy. It can cause trauma to the solar plexus chakra. If that was your childhood, you may have some difficulty now. There's the stereotype of kids with a very strict upbringing rebelling and going out and doing all the things they were never allowed to do. Things they might even not even have done otherwise. And this can absolutely be true. It's, it's sort of an uncontrolled urge to force energy into the chakra that felt taken away by outside authority figures. Now there are consequences to rebalancing in this way, of course, that might not be great and could even be dangerous, but so many teenagers and young adults trying to rebuild a depleted solar plexus chakra have been denied the opportunity to make choices so the rebound effect can be to make less than healthy choices. I worked with a woman whose mother was constantly on one diet or another and forced her daughter to follow every nutritional whim with her. My client felt hungry and deprived as a child, like she could never make the basic choice about 
what she ate at any level, not just an, an eat your vegetables kind of thing, but every single morsel of food that went into her mouth. So when she was out on her own, she fell into the habit of simply eating anything and everything she wanted whenever she wanted without regard for her health or even, even how it made her feel. And she felt awful most of the time, but her driving motive was to never have anyone tell her what to eat ever again. We worked a lot on her belief in her right to make healthy choices for herself. Rather than acting from a place of what was now, as an adult, unnecessary rebellion. The other side of growing up in an authoritarian household is less talked about, I think. Uh, in my experience, people who take this next tack tend to suffer very quietly, and from the outside, it looks like they have it all together. And it's the tendency to have very strict rules for themselves, but not for what I think most people would consider healthy reasons. People set rules about what to eat, when to go to bed, how much TV to watch, what to say, what not to say, who to date, sexual rules, what to wear, all, all kinds of rules. And this can go beyond making healthy choices because they serve your needs. It's, it's almost a compulsion to follow these self-imposed rules because there is a deep-seated belief that anything else will be punished or is deserving of punishment, or it will reduce your self-worth, or make you a bad person. There's a denial of pleasure of any kind because enjoying yourself and your life is somehow irresponsible or evil. And very few choices in life make you a bad person. Very few things really need the moral label we put on them. But we say this about ourselves all the time, especially if we have solar plexus chakra trauma. People in my coaching practice tell me all the time, I was so bad this weekend, as if, as if staying up late to watch a movie makes you morally bankrupt, or, or eating a pint of ice cream deserves jail time. You know, we're so pressured to follow these rules we make for ourselves that we attach judgment when none is needed. And this is especially true if your childhood attempts at becoming an individual were thwarted by an authoritarian home. And remember, this can mean knowing you'll get punished, even if you're not entirely sure what the rules are. Arbitrary punishment based on the whims of the adults in a child's life is just as authoritarian in some ways as a militant household. One last sign of solar plexus chakra trauma can appear from this kind of authoritarian upbringing, and it's the inability to say no. And this goes beyond people-pleasing, where we do things we don't really want to because we want people to like us, or we feel guilty if we say no. That's, I mean, that's not great, but this stems more from the genuine belief that we don't have the right to say no, that we don't have the right to make choices and take actions surrounding our own bodies. We don't feel that we can say no to bosses, to friends, in intimate relationships, 
that saying no isn't an option. I've, I've seen this repeatedly in girls who are raised with dominating, domineering parents who, who then grow into women and wives who continue to be dominated by boyfriends or husbands or other partners who don't feel they can say no to abuse, physical, emotional, or sexual, that they just have to accept it because to say no to an authority figure is simply not even in their realm of things that are possible to do. And when the damage to your solar plexus chakra is severe enough, everyone seems like an authority figure because self-authority isn't even on the radar. Somewhat the opposite of this is, is what is sometimes called the parentalized child or maybe commonly known as the kid who has to grow up too fast. What this means in relation to the solar plexus chakra is when, for whatever reason, the child needs to act like the parent, either parenting herself or parenting a parent or parenting siblings. In the first case, this could be because the actual parent is working and out of the home a lot. Maybe to support the family, a single mom needs to work two jobs and the oldest child is left to fend for themselves and any younger siblings. In the case of parenting a parent, uh, a parent could be physically or emotionally incapable of fulfilling parental responsibilities and a child steps forward and fills that role. Or if parents expect their children to grow up or act like adults even when they're still young, it can create expectations that a child really can't meet. These are common situations. And I'll say again that it's always possible that the parent isn't necessarily doing this intentionally or with malice, but if this was your experience as a child, it can have lasting effects on your solar plexus chakra. One way this can manifest is, is through a deep sense of inadequacy or failure or fear of failure. When unreasonable expectations are set, ones that a child simply can't meet because they aren't an adult, it, it can result in very low energy in the solar plexus chakra as an adult. Our sense of self, our confidence can be damaged. We can live our lives with a sense that no matter how hard we try, our actions are never enough. We expect to fail again and again. This can stop us from trying new things as well, out of the fear we won't succeed. I see this all the time with coaching clients. Some people are even afraid to try coaching because they're afraid that they won't be able, able to meet whatever expectations they associate with coaching. The deficient solar plexus chakra shows up as a limiting belief about what we can do, our ability to overcome obstacles, fear of trying, an intense fear of failure, the embarrassment that this perceived failure might cause, or even the fear that trying something new might cause us harm. The idea that what we do isn't ever going to be enough and that we're not capable of doing things right 
can come from the damage to the solar plexus chakra when inappropriate, age inappropriate expectations are put on us as children. This can also manifest in unhealthy ambition or drive. And there's nothing wrong, of course, with being motivated and working hard and wanting to prove you can do something. I mean, setting goals for yourself is wonderful, something I work on with people every day. But taken to the extreme, highly overactive solar plexus chakra, it can turn on you. And this can come from the same parentalization that extreme fear comes from. But in this case, the response is to overachieve out of the belief that your only value in the world is through what you do and accomplish. Needing to be the best at everything, a desperate need to win, to compete, to earn love through action. (laughs) And this might look great from the outside, but that drive is really just a hole when it comes from solar plexus chakra trauma. Accomplishments fall into that hole and it never fills because the expectation is always more and more and more. And if it gets bad enough, we can start to suffer from severe anxiety because the fear of failure is so pervasive, so persistent, and we can't maintain that kind of imbalance in the solar plexus for long. Trauma here can also cause us to swing between these two extremes as we try to run from the fear and the shame that created the trauma in the first place. So how might we start to let go of the fear and shame? to find a balance between proper self-regulation and pleasure, to take risks and try new things without letting our egos get wrapped up in succeeding at them. That's the balance and healing of the solar plexus chakra trauma. If you can, start with an objective evaluation of your childhood and your response to it. Do you see yourself in any of the scenarios we've just talked about here? Just notice, just notice if you do. Make an effort not to attach an emotion to the past or your thoughts about the past. Be curious about your past and how it affects your present. Now, some of us are going to want to start having all sorts of opinions about it. That's totally normal. We'll judge ourselves, we'll judge our parents, our teachers, whoever it was there creating those childhood events. But just for now, just for right now, take a step away from that. Pretend you're a scientist studying something, just to give yourself a little emotional distance from the event. Then see if you can carefully select a thought that creates an emotion that serves you now. Maybe... I did the best I could with the tools I had at the time. See if that can create a feeling of compassion in you. This is not an easy exercise to do, at least for most people. So be patient, be kind. If you relate to having a lower energy in the solar plexus chakra, I'm going to give you my best advice and Some of you aren't going to like it. Take what you want, leave the rest. But as for healing the solar plexus, energizing it, I've never seen it fail. Improve your physical health. 
Do it through making healthy nutrition choices. Do some physical activity if possible. Since the solar plexus chakra is responsible for digestion and metabolism, these things, good nutrition, activity, help regulate the energetic system as well. Remember that the chakras can be viewed as gateways between our energetic and physical bodies. So when we work on one aspect of our wellness, the chakras allow it to reach other aspects of our well-being too. Your physical health has a tremendous impact on all the chakras, but nutrition and activity are particularly effective for the solar plexus chakra. Now, y'all know that's my wheelhouse, so if you want help with it, reach out. If you have excess energy in the solar plexus chakra, take some time to sit still and breathe. Experience calm, which is usually easier said than done, but what we're, ta- what we're doing is making the effort. Not asking for perfection, just the practice. Meditation. Taking 10 deep breaths. Try alternate nostril breathing. Phenomenal for the solar plexus chakra. The other thing to do with excess energy in the solar plexus chakra is to do some work on learning where you might be lower energy elsewhere. This series on trauma might help with that as we go through, especially when we get to the episode on the heart chakra. The solar plexus and heart are what we call paired chakras in a lot of traditions. And for some people, I think it's easy to have energy sink from the heart to the solar plexus. I know that, I know gravity doesn't really have an effect on energy like that, but it can feel that way. So if that's you, that's, that's me too, by the way, and a lot of other people's Do some body scanning to see if you can find out which energy center could use a little boost to help reduce hyperactivity in the solar plexus chakra. All right, that's solar plexus chakra trauma. It's a lot. And honestly, there are traumas that we didn't even cover today because, well, I don't want to overwhelm anyone. Take this project one step at a time. There is no rush in healing. Truly, truly, it's a lifelong process. And the more we can think about it like that, the easier it will be. And surprisingly, the faster it will be because we're not fighting with ourselves or beating ourselves up about it because it's not going any faster. I'm still going through the sacral chakra questions. So if you have questions about last week or this week or really any of the weeks, please reach out. I will get back to everyone And I will do another Q&A episode if it looks like we need it. This show is for you. I, I want it to meet your needs. I want to give you the information and the tools and the inspiration to help guide you on your own journey. So never hesitate to connect with me. I'm on Facebook and Instagram at Your Chakra Coach. You can go to my website, www.yourchakracoach.com, for courses and coaching and resources. I also have additional videos and such on the Patreon page, which you can join if this show is bringing value to your life and you would like to support me and my efforts to bring it to you. And remember, please, to share the show with your friends who might also need this in their lives. Every time any of us step closer to our highest self, we also bring the world closer to being the kind of place we want to live in. Let's do it together. Until next week, 
Take care of yourself, and I can't wait to talk again. Bye.